Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, I have Stephen Ludwig. Stephen is a real estate powerhouse who's vertically integrated and has purchased over $1.2 billion worth of real estate in Southern California. Welcome, Stephen. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thanks, Gary. First, appreciate you having me on your podcast. Very excited to chat with you. So we're a vertically integrated family of real estate companies. We have Coastline Real Estate Advisors, which is our general partnership property management company that owned and operated a little over 8,000 units since inception about 18 years ago, primarily seeking opportunities throughout Southern California in value-add multifamily and industrial. And now we have a general contracting company called Turnaround Solutions that does turnkey apartment renovations for not only our own portfolio, but for several hundred third-party clients. We have a building materials business called Tesoro Products, which manufactures and distributes nationally everything that goes into an apartment except the appliances. And soon we're going to be launching a multifamily bridge lending platform to top cities on the West Coast. So we're really excited about what we have going on. We've got a lot of great people doing a lot of great work out there. Yeah, it's funny. You were telling me a story on how you you met your the guy that's running Tesoro for you now. I mean, tell that story because that's a great way, like entrepreneurs, you know, finding talent, like you find it all over the place. And I think it's worthwhile to tell that story right here. You know, we have a lot of great people running that business, but uh, one of the gentlemen that runs it, it was during the 2008 recession. Everybody was trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And this gentleman was running a series of multifamily properties, both doing property management, maintenance. Uh, He had a a great background coming from a, a large warehousing distribution business that, you know, sadly got hit by hard times in the recession. And you know, he just had this really outgoing, gregarious personality, just the can-do mentality. And so when he came, we, we hired him on and he, every task we gave him, he just took it on, excelled. And, you know, we just, every time we had a problem, we, he was our guy. And eventually that led to forming a, a general contracting business and then creating a building materials business. And he is just a dominant force in the industry right now. So it's really just one of those super special situations. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, let's dive into uh, renovation strategy. What are the most important factors that you look for in an opportunity? Sure, that's a great question. So first and foremost, we call it the three Ds, and it's not glorious, but you know, death, divorce, despair are really where opportunities present themselves to us. 
And, you know, divorce, it's not just a marital situation, but it might be a partnership situation where partners, you know, no longer get along and, you know, whether it's court forced or they just want to get away from each other. And so, you know, those opportunities where people need to move fast, a buyer needs to move fast. And, and we're looking in markets that either are established markets or gentrifying markets where we see there's a lot of opportunity and demand and rents are kind of on that, you know, uptick right now. And there's not a dozen other competitors in the marketplace who have already proved the strategy where we can kind of be first in, be a, a trendsetter, which has its a set of problems because when there are no rents that you can use to justify your business plan, investors and lenders and appraisers tend not to believe anything you're showing them. But fortunately, at this point, we've got a, a long track record of doing just that. So we're able to move them to see our perspective on the opportunity. But we look at vintage core buildings, well-located buildings that don't have a ton of structural issues but really more aesthetic, both on the outside and on the unit interiors. And that's when we're able to utilize our family of companies to come in. So when we acquire our opportunity, we get to put our A-plus property management team in to start to turn around the operational side. We get to bring in our general contracting team who can execute our renovation vision and strategy. And then behind that, we've got our building materials to help uh, tie it all together. And we don't have any you know, disruption. A lot of people are having supply chain disruption right now, but we're locked and loaded and ready to go. I think oftentimes, you know, we're looking for the biggest loss to lease we can find. So buildings that, you know, have been owned and operated for, you know, generations, decades by the seller. And oftentimes we're doubling the rents or more. And so typically to accomplish that, you know, the units are pretty old and they're pretty beat up and you can't just paint it and repaint, you know, repaint the cabinets and change out some flooring. It's a, it's a pretty heavy lift. It's a very heavy lift. And it goes not only to what you see on the outside, but behind the walls as well. We're also often adding almost in every project washers and dryers as in older, smaller buildings in Southern California or larger buildings. They might not have a ton of ability to or opportunity to add amenity space or convert amenity space. So we really focus on the unit interior. You know, there's a lot of different theories out there on how you renovate a building, spend a ton of money on the outside, spend little money on the inside or vice versa. Just our strategy is to spend more money on the interior because I just firmly believe that, you know, every time I've walked a new or old apartment building, the majority of the people are inside their apartments not outside their apartments. And so, you know, if you're spending 99% of your time on site in your apartment, that's the amenity that we focus on. Yeah, it makes, you know, area, you know, where you're investing is, plays a huge role in that because I focus more on Phoenix and Tucson and I'm going to spend more on the exterior there just because we have a lot more land typically. Absolutely. Totally get it. And, and that's the thing is, you know, every market has its own you know, unique drivers. And we just really have the pulse on Southern California. And we certainly see people making, uh, having tremendous success all over the country, but we're niche operators. We're not asset allocators. We're not just trying to place money as voluminous as we possibly can all around the country. You know, for us, Southern California is our niche. We see people, you know, like you executing all over the place and doing fantastic it's just not what we do. You know, we have a, a a unique operational capability that most of our competitors don't have, and we keep that machine doing what it does best. 
You mentioned earlier about supply chain and and working around that. Talk about that and how labor costs also are affecting you know what you're doing and and, and how do you mitigate those those issues? Sure. I mean, having multiple businesses, you know, we pay the price and we receive the benefit. So on the investment side, labor costs are up and it's simply supply and demand. Everybody's buying apartments and everybody's renovating apartments and everybody's building apartments. And we're just not, you know, there aren't enough contractors and, and you know, laborers to keep up with the demand. So naturally the cost is going up. So, uh, you know, many people, you know, that hurts us on the investment side, but as a general contractor, we're getting a lot of phone calls and, you know, we have a, team, a pretty large team out there, you know, 400 people swinging the hammer every day plus. And if we could find another, you know, 1200 people, we put them to work too. On the building materials side, you know, that's become a real issue, a pain point for so many people. Historically, you could just go to the big suppliers, the big retailers and wholesalers, and they had what you need. You know, now, because not only demands here in the US, but the supply chain issues that they're encountering, you know, we've run into situations where we've made large orders with some of the big brand name retailers. And, you know, we've waited a week, two weeks, and 30 days in, they just canceled the order on us and said, sorry. And that left us scrambling. And as a general contractor, we're trying to get paid and finish the project. And so it kicked out our payment another 60 days. And on big projects, that's really painful. And so, you know, for small contractors, it can be devastating. So fortunately for us with our, our building materials company, Tesoro Products, we supply everything. We manufacture and supply everything that goes into the apartment except appliances, which I think everybody understands that pain point right now. But what we've been doing for our own portfolio, and now we've been advising our clients to do, is we're pre-planning as much as we possibly can. So when we're in escrow, we have our detailed renovation budgets. We know what materials we're going to need. We're working with our equity partners and our lenders to figure out how to have cash you know, at the close of escrow so that we can put in large material orders, which Tesoro Products you know, will handle. They'll manufacture the products for us, and then they'll land into the warehouse, and Tesoro will sit on it and inventory it and sequester it strictly for our project. And as we get our permits and we're able to renovate, rather than that be the time where we got to go out and scramble to find products, we're just picking them, palletizing them, and dropping them to the front door, and we are hammering through our renovations. And so... You know, we see a lot of people doing the old way, which is they buy the building, they get their designs, and then they, you know, try to go out and and buy the materials and they're encountering those issues. And that's becoming a huge pain point for people. And, you know, when we tell our clients at Tesoro, hey, pre-plan three to four months in advance so that your materials are in the warehouse, it's hard for people to plan that far ahead in a business where it's, you know, it's moving so fast. And so we're starting to see people really kind of, you know, change their attitude and recognize that they want to drop the headache and the fire drill and they'll, you know, nobody wants to fund cash in advance, but they need to do it. Yeah. I mean, you have the cash already allocated. So why hold on to it? So I agree with you being proactive, shrinking timelines, you're maximizing the value of your asset. We were just talking to a client who has bought... 8,000 units in the last year. They've got 300 units a month under renovation. You know, they bought two warehouses or rented two warehouses with 20,000 feet. You know, they started pre-buying materials. It's all over the place. It's a total mess. They had to hire 
warehouse managers. We've been working with them for a while. And finally, they, you know, more or less succumb to the, the process that they should have initially done. And they're ready to work with us. And it's going to be a great solution for them. So, you know, we're really starting to see our clients come around and take advantage of the services that we offer. Nice. And I know recently you've gone into uh, development and have uh, like 450 units under entitlement in LA. You know, would you call this a pivot or kind of a, an addition to your business plan and, and why? So we're always looking for value add opportunities, always. But I mean, you know, prices are insane. And there are so many people who have come into this market post-recession and God bless them. I mean, they have raised a tremendous amount of capital, bought a ton of property and made a ton of money. But I'm a little old school and I say, what goes up must come down. And when it comes down, you know, everybody knows these markets reverse so fast. You know, your bets have already been made. You're not going to start to see the knife falling and uh, say, hey, you know, let's go sell our portfolio and get out before it's too late. You're already caught in the winds. So, you know, for us, we just were very cautious in our underwriting. And when there's an opportunity, we pounce on it. But, you know, I would say that we've always been looking for development opportunities. And as we've kind of dove into markets deeper and, you know, really kind of looking for every opportunity under every rock, I'd almost say we backed into both of our developments unknowingly. And as we continued to learn more and more and more, it was like, holy cow, like we're sitting on, you know, our two projects are absolute gems. One of them, I was really looking at it as a four acre, 95,000 square foot vacant industrial building in a market we knew well. And so, you know, I picked up the phone and I called the city and I said, hey, what do you guys think about multifamily here? And they're like, this is the site we want to see built. We need as many units as possible. We want 400 units you know, plus just pack it in there. And then the city said to us, and we'd really like to see you buy the neighboring parcel as well. So we went out and did that and we amassed 5.3 acres. And now we're looking at, you know, a pretty sizable project of 275 apartments and roughly 75 townhomes for rent, maybe for sale, undecided yet. So, you know, roughly a 350,000 square foot project. And it's super exciting. We're looking at developing to an untrended six plus cap rate. And so doing that versus, you know, buying value add at a three cap and stabilizing at a four, seven or five cap, it's a no brainer all day long, a higher quality product at a better yield. And then the other one, which is about a, a hundred units of development, we bought a value add apartment deal on a lot of large parcel of land. And it was kind of like the apartments were on one half of the land and, and the land was kind of vacant and some surface level parking on the other. And again, I picked up the phone and I called uh, the county of LA and I said, hey, we'd like to scrape all the apartments and build as much affordable housing as possible. And the county of LA said like, no, you can't take away existing apartments. Uh, so you can utilize that other acre of land. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, it's actually zone commercial and we just changed the specific plan for the uh, community. And you can now commercial overlay and you can buy right, build 50 apartment units. And if you you know, with density bonuses, uh, we think we can get up to a hundred apartment units. So again, you know, we went into it as a value add apartment deal and, you know, who knew that uh, we were going to get a free acre of land to build a lot of apartments on. And through that, it's just become, you know, after almost 20 years of doing value add, value add, it's just sparked a tremendous amount of interest uh, from me and my partners and team. 
And we just, we love it. It's a, it's a new challenge and it's exciting. And if, if the economics are better than, you know, the value add game and, you know, it's, 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 it's an exciting process changing the use of land as well. You know, the social elements of it, uh, working with the city officials, the community, you know, all the consultants, it's just, it's exhilarating. A long process, but yes, when you get the entitlements and the approvals, yes, then then, then it's exhilarating. I feel like we got a long runway. You know, the yeah. blessing is to wake up in the morning and love what you do. The the joke that it seems to be ongoing, and as I was picking up something from the, the local market today, some, some breakfast, someone said, oh, happy Friday. And I was like, happy Friday? Who says like, that's crazy. <laughs> Friday means that I'm coaching lacrosse and soccer and basketball and chasing my kids all over the place for the next, you know. 48 hours. It's happy Monday where I get to get back in my chair and, you know, uh, do some really exciting things. Right. Right. Well, we asked this question of all of our guests, our last question, what is your asset management superpower? So I think that for us, it's having the vertical integration that we have, being able to control the entire process from acquisition, you know, to taking the taking it you know, with the property management, the construction, the building materials, we're really well integrated across companies. So everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Everybody understands the business plan, and things are just executed at such a high level. I think that's our superpower. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Stephen, and, and talking about your vertically integrated companies and, and how you look for opportunity. Tell the listeners a little bit more about how they can find out more about uh, you and your companies. Absolutely. Well, for people looking to invest in value-add multifamily or ground-up development, uh, you can certainly check us out. My email is sel at info for more information on that. Uh, in terms of general contracting, if you have a project in which uh, you're looking for a great general contractor for turnkey apartment renovations, you can check out our website at www.turnaroundsolutions.com. So turnaroundsolutions.com. If you're looking for building materials, please check us out at tasoroproducts.com. That's T-A-S-O-R-O products with an S.com. And we've got a lot of people looking uh, ready to help. Right. Well, I appreciate it. And to all of our listeners out there, thanks for listening in. And if you like this podcast, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at breakofdaycapital.com, head to our website and sign up for our newsletter. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. So much. Happy holidays. Hey, everyone. If you like what you hear on my podcast and want to learn more, check out my Amazon best-selling book, best in class, how to manage your multifamily asset, avoid mistakes, and build wealth through real estate. And if you want to take your learning to a whole nother level, register for my asset management course available on assetmanagementmastery.com. I'll share all the things that we do and many of our resources to help you become a best in class operator. Go to assetmanagementmastery.com and step up your game today.